If you prefer Bud Light over Miller Light, that's fine. That's your opinion. But can I walk you back to your tree, you fucking monkey? Listen to me, listen, listen, listen. If you enjoy a cold Bud Light more than you enjoy a cold, an ice-cold, pristine Miller Light, that's okay. I have no problem with that. But can I walk you back to the nearest tree, you fucking ape? <laughs> it's no contest. What's up, everybody? This is Joey Capuana. Joey hates everything. It's been a week, you know. Um, be honest with you. Been a little depressed lately. I am pretty sick of the goddamn people here. It's just, it is what it is. It's not... It's not everybody, for sure. There's definitely good people out here, but... I mean, dude, it's just been one of those weeks where you look around and you're like... What the fuck am I doing here? For anybody that doesn't know, I'm trying to move to Arizona. I want to be with my family again. Be with my goddamn dog. It just is what it is. Um, There's so many factors into why I want to leave. It's getting bad out here. It's getting very bad. Today, a woman shot a 16-year-old and a 22-year-old. I think she shot one of them in the face, uh, shot him to death about 10 minutes from where I live, and this is nothing new. I mean, it's been happening all the time, since uh, pretty much since the place was a place. Ambridge, Pennsylvania is a shithole, and that's where I hang my hat at the end of the day, and dude, it's just, I, I despise all of my neighbors at this point i the weather literally when i look at the clouds in the air it hurts my chest the people here are just they're just no good let's just be honest they're no good and if you live here you know that and if you don't know that you're one of the people that fucking sucks um I mean, for God's sakes, a couple got shot in front of their 15-year-old autistic son over snow. Were they talking shit? Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. Every single time one of these people talks shit to me, I'm going to talk shit right back. They're that much. It's that bad. If you're not from here, you don't understand. I mean, where I grew up, you give people the benefit of the doubt, which is, you know... Arguably not a way to be in the world, but the people over here, they just, if it, it's pretty much like a unspoken rule where if I don't know you, fuck you. If I don't, if I don't know you, if you're not in my family, literally go fuck yourself for whatever you're saying. I mean, I really feel like that's how people feel out here. It's shit, Okay. I don't know, dude. I I mean, I, I've gotten into it with every single one of my neighbors, including the one that lives in the duplex next to me. That was a whole thing. 
I texted this guy. I was like, dude, it's it's just so loud. And he lost his shit. Started telling me I was telling his kids what to do and shit. And it's just like, all right, man. Whatever. I've heard you tell a five-year-old you were going to punch her in the head. So your words pretty much mean nothing to me. Just to give you guys an idea of the fucking people that are out here. I don't know. I'm depressed, man. I'm depressed. That's what it is. And uh, depression, it's tough for people, I think, that don't have it to understand. Because it's not, I mean, it's a little bit a sadness. But it's also, in my experience, depression is really feeling like, just, just fuck this. Like, I am over this. I am over the life that I'm currently in right now. And that's, dude, that's what I'm experiencing, just to be honest with you. And it's not everybody here. You know, my cousin and his fiance is from here, grew up in a pretty tough part of the Pittsburgh area, I guess you could call it. And she she's a great person. So it doesn't happen to everybody. It's just in general, people are fucking shitty out here. Let's just be honest with ourselves, okay? I'm not... I wasn't thrilled with the way people acted in Lakeville, Minnesota. I'll be honest with you. If you call the police on somebody for smoking pot, you deserve to get your fucking ass beat. For real. But also, I've come to the conclusion that those people aren't as bad as the people out here. And I'm stuck between looking at it logically like... Almost every person I meet is an asshole. Or is it that I eventually hate it? I eventually end up hating every place that I've ever been. I've lived in five states now. I guess that's not really true. I, I've really only hated South Dakota. I don't hate Minnesota. I don't even think I hate Pennsylvania. I'm just over it is all. I mean, this this has felt like the longest, <coughs> the longest month of my entire life. Maybe, maybe, maybe actually not. February two thousand nineteen was rough, but why is it always February? Why every single year does it feel like it's been February since nineteen seventy two? It's starting to piss me off a lot, man. Every time I got to look at that gray snow, it turns me more into one of these fucking people. I mean, I I think part of the reason that I'm so over it with the population here is because I work at a two-star hotel. You get a lot of fucking characters here. I don't know if you stayed at a hotel in 2020 before the pandemic, but for a two-star hotel, a two-star out of five, the price was about mm, 180. That's what I remember the price being here when I started. I started in February, early February 2020, and that was right before the pandemic started. started. So. I remember seeing those rates and thinking, wow, that's insane. I mean, it gets cut down to about a third of that, and these people still think that they are royalty. 
I mean, they... Th- I can't believe it. You know, the lack of self-doubt in this fucking country is insane to me. It's insane. Two out of three people in this country believe that they are the shit, man. (laughs) What a bunch of fucking losers I live around, and they all think there's nothing wrong with them. And I see it almost every day at this hotel. This guy came in the other day. His rate was $58. Remember how I just said it was $180 per night before? This guy's fucking rate is $58, right? Let me go through the story here. This is one of the first check-ins of the night. So I'm still waking up. I'm rubbing the sleep out of my eyes, having my first coffee, whatever. You know, that's on me for probably not sleeping as well as I should have. This guy gets in here. And he goes... Do you think I could get some lotion while I'm down here? And I'm like, sure, man. Uh, is there anything else I can get you while you're here? He goes, just extra lotion. I'm going to be here for a while. I go to the back. I realize we don't have any lotion. Okay. So I then go over to the paid items, and I find him two baby lotions. Have you ever used baby lotion? It's the exact same as regular lotion. Arguably better. And I walk out there. I got two of them, which would normally cost you $6. Overpriced. But I was like, hey, we don't have any of the regular stuff. Let me just give you this for free. Uh, I apologize. And the guy looked at me like I just punched his firstborn son in the chest. Why are you looking at me like I just murdered two people in front of you over lotion? Hey, dude. Hey, dude. How about you come around the counter real quick and I show you what's up? Let me tell you something. Somebody that acts that way over two bottles of lotion has never had their ass kicked. I hate to say it, but it seems like everybody needs that in their life. Everybody needs to understand if you push something too far with the wrong person, and I'm not saying that's me, dude. I can beat I can beat up about maybe 20% of the population and that includes the elderly and disabled. Okay? I I'm not a good fighter. I'll fight you every time, but I'm going to lose, okay? But what these fucking people don't understand is that something like that is just going to eventually make a person snap. The guy made a physical gesture over lotion. Am I the one that's insane for this? The guy looked like he just found out a family member died. Over lotion. Dude, I won't even... If you give me the wrong meal at a restaurant, I'm not going to say anything. You know why? Because I've been in this shit for seven years. And I promise you that every single time you complain about anything to these people that are making $10 an hour, they want to punch you in the fucking nose. There was another, uh, there was another incident. (laughs) Dude, can you tell I'm like a little bit upset with my life right now? Can you tell? I, at the end of the day, it's not that serious. I get worked up about things, but, um, 
There was a noise complaint tonight. This was funny. Uh, a noise complaint from room blank 07. And the guy's, you know, he's being reasonable. He wasn't even being a dick. He was like, I just work really early in the morning and I'm, I'm paying almost the full rate to stay here right now. And I was like, dude, I totally get that. I'm, I'm sorry. That would piss me off too. I didn't say it like that, but you get what I mean. Um, I grew, I go up and I find out that it's room blank 05, which right next to blank 07. And this woman answers the door. First of all, I knock and I go, front desk, like I do every time. She goes, who the fuck is that? Richard, who the fuck is that? Richard is in a state of panic because he obviously has been beating this woman or has drugs in the room. Let's be honest. Richard hides in the bathroom and a... Let's call her a Better Call Saul. Uh, honestly, let's call her a a uh, a Breaking Bad extra because this woman was the definition of a tweaker. Walked up, sores in the face, pale white. She has those... You know when you see a woman and she looks like a witch? That's because she's on tweak, dude. And I try to feel bad for that because it affects my life personally. But honestly... Every person I've ever met on meth was an asshole. So, whatever. Um, this woman answers the door. And she realizes... I've been in this situation a million times. Where you realize, oh fuck, somebody that's in charge is... And I'm not in charge, dude. I make $11 an hour. Somebody that's somewhat of a you know person that can get me in trouble is at the door I've clearly been drugging out too much I've been in that situation a thousand times okay she answers the door and immediately she I, I could tell she realized she's like I'm being too crazy <laughs> but it was just funny to me because I go hey uh, we got a noise complaint um, this is the second one tonight you gotta keep it down and she goes, I'm so sorry about that. My daughter was running around. <laughs> She's a newborn. What? Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> you just looked a person in the eye and told them a newborn was stomping around your room? The funniest part about this is I'm in the office right now and they're right above me. So I don't give a fuck. It, do it literally for the first time doesn't matter. Come fucking complain. I will tell them you were tweaking and you said you had kids in there. I don't give a fuck, dude. Um, I just thought that was so funny. Like how much she committed to it too. She goes, I'm sorry. She's a newborn. I've never seen a newborn run. Never seen it. You fucking twat. As somebody that's been through it and um, committed the atrocities that I have against, not against my family, but the shit I've put them through, it's hard for me to feel bad. It's very hard. <laughs> I get it. I get addiction. 
But uh, I have a problem with you causing issues in, in other people's lives because you just want to go crazy on the tweak, dude. I mean, I get it. I get it. But also, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Why are you stomping around a room at midnight? Why are you doing that? I'll be right back. Sorry, had to take a piss. I uh, think I was getting a little worked up there, but here we go again, because did you see the video of that United flight from this week? I mean, wow. If you didn't see it, the plane engine of a United flight caught on fire. No one was hurt. They landed just fine. But I mean shit. The terror that those people must have felt. I'll be honest with you. Every time I get on a plane, I get a little freaked out. But I refuse to show it at all. Because I I know that there are people that are twice as scared as me. And I don't want to make it worse for them but I really can't sit here and say for sure whether or not I'd be able to keep my cool while looking out the window and seeing an entire essential piece of the aircraft is melting before my very eyes I've thought about it a lot because, I mean, I, I'm, be, I'm telling the truth. I think about this every time I get on a plane and it freaks me out. So when I see it, it really fucks with me. And I think that either one of two things would happen. Scenario one, uh, I remain calm. And I, just, I call the stewardess over. Ma'am, sir, they, uh, would, you, would you mind coming over here real quick? Um... Will you please pour all of the remaining Miller Lite into a large bucket? No, 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 I, I don't care what the bucket has been used for. I'm about to die. So just please pour as many as you can into the bucket and use the remaining card balance to tip yourself. I mean, I would just accept my death and, and point the bucket towards my face a little bit. And if I die, I die. If I don't, I don't. I, I think that's scenario one is that is that they give me the rest of the Miller Lite because the plane's going down. and I don't know. They Venmo $400 to their family or something like that. That's likely, likely what would happen. Um, scenario two, much different. There's a high probability of this one happening too. So please... <laughs> If you operate planes, don't let this happen to me. Because scenario two is much different. Falling out of the sky in a tube full of gross businessmen and screaming children of divorced parents is arguably worse than being buried alive. I mean, it's freaking me out just picturing it. And there's a real chance that if I had to sit and watch that engine burning right in front of me, I would I would just freak out. There's a real shot that I would fashion a shank out of the nearest plastic cup and rob your grandmother for every benzodiazepine she's got. 
Run it, Granny. I want those goddamn Kalanapins on the fucking pullout table right now. (laughs) Bro, I'll start smoking weed on the plane. I will pull out my shit right then and there. You let an engine catch on fire in front of my face. And when I get in trouble for it, I'll just explain that an industry that relies on overcharging people for a shitty service also convinced me that I was going to die at the rate of $330. Dude, fuck the airlines. Fuck them. Don't give a shit about them. Great, now I'm on the no-fly list. We all knew it was going to happen eventually. I don't know, dude. I need I need to get out of here. It's It's been a wild week. I was doing dabs for a while. Um and they were great, but they were fucking up my throat, so I suspended myself for 2 weeks. You got to watch that, you know, something about like holes in your lungs or some shit. They feel fucking good though. I'll tell you that. I ran out of butane in my torch, so I was sitting over the, like, I was standing over the stove doing them, and if you don't know, basically what you do is you just find a way to angle whatever you're going to smoke the dabs out of. You have to get it red hot, so you angle it over the stove. You let it sit for a minute and 30 seconds. It's red hot, and then you hit it. Um, You have to point it down to hit it, right? And I have what's called a nectar collector. This is a piece of silicone wrapped around the end of a metal what's called nail nail is you you heat that up to be red hot and then you do the dabs off of it for anybody that doesn't know and it like flash cook flash cooks them or something like that um like i said i was pointing it down and the fucking red hot nail fell out of the silicone And I'm watching this shit falling through the air, and I swear to God, all I could hear was, like, opera music. Like, this red-hot... I'm standing here in my boxers. At least I had that. I mean, I can't imagine if a red-hot nail hit my penis. I can't imagine that. Um, I refuse to. But I'm watching in slow motion this red-hot nail go... Directly towards my foot, and all I can hear is opera, and it's just. Oh, you know, like that that scene from Breaking Bad where they're all about to die in the desert. It's falling directly towards my feet, and and I'm just panicking. Dude, luckily it somehow missed my foot. By some miracle of nature, I didn't get burned. But it just, it just reminded me. I saw this dude one time. Literally forget because we were doing a ton of dabs. He forgot that he heated up the nail and he grabbed it with his bare hand. It it turned his palms into little Caesars, dude. It it I saw it bubble up. Fuck, man, that was hard to watch. God damn, that was terrible. Yeah. 
I got I got a lot on my mind, man. I don't I don't know what else. I don't know what else here. I thought I had something else. Oh, I wanted to talk about. I mean, earlier I forgot to mention it. This was something I've been thinking about the whole week, and it's completely random out of nowhere, I guess, at this point. But I've been watching a lot of Better Call Saul, which if you know me and you talk to me, you're super annoyed of me talking about at this point. But it's a great show, dude. If you're not watching it, you're denying yourself something fucking awesome. Um, anyway, earlier in this episode, I was talking about how I don't like the people here. And the truth is that there's just shitty people everywhere. Um, Lakeville, Minnesota is definitely a hub full of shitty people. It, it just is, man. I, um, and if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking about here, it reminded me of this whole thing. Okay, so I'm watching Better Call Saul and I'm watching this dude. He tries to basically, in the beginning of the show, he's a public defender and he's trying to get people off for doing stupid shit. Young people. And I remember back in 2016, we had what was called Peer Court. Super dumb. Super ridiculous. Basically, it was the luck of the draw. If you were under 18 and you went to one of the two local high schools, if you got popped at this exact time, they were going to use you for Peer Court, which we'll get into that later. That was wrong as fuck of those people to do that. Because I remember the people they chose. It wasn't a guy like me that maybe deserved to be up there. I'll be honest with you, dude. In high school, I was selling pills, doing drugs all the time, driving drunk, being a fucking criminal. Like, straight up. But I remember that day they put two people on trial that should not have been there. And I remember because of that show, like I said, this was 2016. That first season came out in 2015. I remember volunteering because of that show. And it was a jury. So basically, basically, let me just go back here. I hope this isn't a boring story. But this girl, you could tell she, you could tell she was a very, very quiet person. Like she, she was crying the whole time. She couldn't believe this was happening to her. This girl seemed like she didn't have a ton of friends. She met up with a boy to smoke some pot in a parking lot at about 1 in the morning. Cops see there's a car there. They go run up and they say, hey, you know, you guys are under 18. Car smells like pot. We're going to search it and call your parents, right? I mean, it's I've seen it happen a thousand times. I got... A spot on the jury. They, I saw that this girl was not supposed to be there. And I got a spot. I was like, dude, this is wrong. I've got to try and do something. And I'm ashamed to say that the nine other people that were in the, the pure jury with me wanted to give this girl not only a $1,000 fine, but a year of probation. Nine people from this place, nine people from Lakeville, Minnesota were saying, hey, uh, yeah, this girl deserves to pay $1,000 and spend a year on probation for smoking weed with a guy in a parking lot. And I stood up and I said, what the, f- what is wrong with you people? I look around this room and I see people that do, 
I know that you guys are up to shit like this every weekend, and you're going to choose to convict this person over, over likely a lighter offense than what you are doing on your average Saturday? What the fuck is wrong with those people? And my point is, now in my life, I've dealt with three different populations that I've had problems with. And it was all for different reasons. South Dakota, you know, they truly believe that if you're not a Christian, you should probably rot in a jail cell. Pennsylvania, somebody will actually kill you or physically assault you over a disagreement. And Minnesota, you've got a bunch of people running around like they're the perfect little motherfucker trying to get everybody else in trouble. Can I go somewhere that I enjoy, please? Can people not only just mind their own fucking business, but also keep to themselves while allowing you to be whatever person you want to be? I don't know that that's Arizona... But I'll be real with you, man. I'm having fucking trouble finding wherever it is. And it's frustrating me. It's frustrating me, dude. When I lived in South Dakota, you heard the the story. If you haven't listened to episode four, I, I would recommend going and listen to that. If you really want to get an idea of what is happening in certain states in certain states in America to people, to citizens, what is happening to these people. I watched a police officer in South Dakota tackle an 18-year-old onto concrete. We later found out, because we were friends with this guy, who's in Ben Rifle Hall. Shout out to Damien. We later found out he had a gram of marijuana on him. A gram of weed, dude. And a trained adult tackled this man onto concrete. Later that night, there was a rape. Literally a building over that never got solved. You know what you call that, ladies and gentlemen? You call that low-hanging fruit. It's a constant cycle of our system trying to fuck these people over which makes them cr- just just horrible, just awful to be around, and then they raise kids to do the same thing. It's a constant cycle. I've seen it out here. I've seen it everywhere. And I think it's part of this this whatever culture we have out here, man, where we all believe that we're fucking right. And I'm guilty of that too. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to tell you that I understand like there that I, I understand that I'm not perfect. It seems like every person that I'm around thinks they're the shit and it bothers me. Because they're not. <sighs> I need a change. I need I need to get out of here. It's rough. If you're my friend out here, you're my friend. And you know that. It's just, I, I've 
I've had enough, man. Every time I walk outside of my apartment, I carry a kitchen knife, a giant kitchen knife. Because I'm I'm always ready for something to happen, dude. My neighbor, I made a noise complaint to him. Now he wants to snap my neck. Every time I'm walking down the street, somebody looks at me like a target. And I don't have a gun, dude. So, I mean, I got to bring what I got. And pe- people are going to hear that. Some people are going to hear that and be like, well, you shouldn't say you don't have a gun. What are you going to take from me, dude? My microwave? Come on in. Come on in. Because at that point, it's me and you, dog. It's me and you. And the kitchen knife and the microwave. I'm fed up. And I'm sorry that this episode wasn't funny. And I probably made a little bit of an ass of myself. But, hey. At least I can admit it. <laughs>